Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. My friends, D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. Today, we continue week nine, the quest for holiness series. Two weeks to prepare you for the journey of a lifetime. Today's podcast is Lecture A. A Word of Truth Accounting of the Quest for Holiness, Perfection, and Everlasting Life, Day 2. The title of today's podcast is, Are Your Sins Remitted? It was necessary for Messiah to suffer, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name. Luke 24, 46-47. The Lecture A objectives are analyze the assault against repentance, examine the full remission of sins, analyze the difference between sins past and sins present, and prove that every sin occurs outside the body of Yahushua Messiah. For those in our virtual book club, this lecture references Chapter 5 of The Pinnacle of Holiness, Volume 2 eternal security, the greatest contradiction of Scripture. This lecture also references Chapter 6 of the Pinnacle of Holiness, Volume 2, Repent for the Kingdom. Now, our first section is entitled, The Assault Against Repentance. Seeing as there is no model of salvation apart from repentance, our enemies are constantly assaulting and vilifying the scriptural precedence of repentance. This assault is primarily in the form of deception, i.e. erroneous doctrines of repentance that do not result in the remission of our sins, yet they are widely accepted within the religious circuit. Instead of analyzing the breadth of these false doctrines, I would rather ensure you fully understand the concept and the importance of remission of sins. In doing so, you will see clearly why the enemy has launched one of his greatest assaults against repentance. By definition, remission of sin is the pardoning of our past transgressions. This pardoning eliminates the burden and the weight of these trespasses, allowing us to continue our quest for holiness without condemnation. Likewise, these trespasses will have no bearing on our eternal future. They will not count against us at the judgment. They don't think I have to say it, but I'll say it anyways. 
This is huge. Remission of sins is like a divine eraser. It wipes away all your transgressions, tossing them into a sea of forgetfulness as if they never happened. This is precisely why they are inadmissible at the judgment. It's because they, due to divine remission, no longer exist. And it's as if they never existed. This, my friends, is the power of the blood of Yahushua Messiah, for it is the source of divine remission. Here's a question. Knowing this, how do you think Satan feels about repentance and remission of sins? The answer, he hates it for two primary reasons. One, he was not given the opportunity to have his great sin remitted. And two, divine remission is a spiritual trump card that reverses every victory he obtains in our battles. Please, let me say it again. This is huge. Just think about it. Our enemies, through various forms of deception, trickery, and vile temptation, will incite us, and we will find ourselves taken in sin. And on each occasion, our enemies obtain a victory. Now, there is a lot to be said for spiritual victories, and I will address these fine points in future lectures. What I want you to gather from this lecture is the following truism, which I will offer as an interest point. Please consider it faithfully. When your sins are remitted via repentance, the Father reverses the outcome of the battles you lost. In essence, he gives you the victory while your enemy takes the loss. Thus, you are better off now than you were before even though you fell short in your execution of his will. Masterfully, because of repentance, your enemies ironically become your helpers. This is because the quest for holiness is not about your enemies. It's about you. Likewise, the tests and trials you endure are not to see if you will ever make a mistake. They're about determining if you are willing to learn from the mistakes you are going to make. If you are, then you will experience the blessedness of having your sins remitted. You, my friend, will overcome the assault against repentance, which is more or less an assault against your soul. Now, our next section is entitled, The Full Remission of Sins. Like I said before, this is a very big deal and one of the most critical pillars of salvation. Here again, this is why the enemy attacks the true model of repentance so violently and why repentance is one of the most misunderstood topics in the church circuit. It is for this cause. Seeing as repentance is a trump card that has the power to undo all the damage the enemy does in our life. One of his primary ploys is to deceive men and women into believing their sins have been remitted when they have not fulfilled the requirements of repentance. 
no doubt, the church circuit and the billions of false believers in it are under this deception. This is a primary reason why they continue in sin. It's because they believe their sins are remitted even though they have not truly repented. As the word of truth reveals, they have their reward, and it will not be everlasting life. Yet, that is the reward we are after. And if we are to obtain this reward, we must guard ourselves against this deception because it is extremely lethal and it is everywhere. On this wise, the primary deception destroying honest believers is centered on understanding the remission of sins before and after the initial salvation. This deception attempts to automate the process of divine remission, yet more subtly than the twisted scheme many false believers are falling for. This more subtle scheme places an overemphasis on the love of Messiah and Elohim and completely ignores their joint desire for our perfection. From there, it attempts to apply the precedence of divine remission of sins past to sins present. Here lies the deception, for although this application is authentic, it is not automatic. That is to say, divine remission cannot be uniformly applied to our sins past and our sins present, for these are two different models of sins. Now, our next section is entitled, Sins Past, Sins Present. Here's a question. Is there a difference in the application of divine remission to address our sins past versus our sins present? The answer is yes, because we did not have the Holy Spirit in times past. Thus, the accounting of our past sins is not perfectly equated to the accounting of our present sins. On this wise, you should look at the divine remission of your past sins as a one-time event, a comprehensive pardoning that erases your prior life of sin and the condemnation that comes with it. Romans 8.1 reveals, there is then now no condemnation to those who are in Messiah Yahushua, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of the life in Messiah Yahushua has set me free from the law of sin and of death. You must believe me, the condemnation and weight of our former life of sin is impossible for any of us to bear. Thus, we are not asked to bear it. Rather, we are commanded to repent and submit to both water and spirit baptism. Matthew 3, 1-2 reads, And in those days, Yochanan the Immerser, who was John the Baptist, came proclaiming in the wilderness of Yehuda and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of the heavens is at hand. And he said to them, I indeed immerse you in water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me 
is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to bear. He shall immerse you in the set-apart spirit and fire. As you have learned, your spirit baptism includes your reception of the most powerful force in the world and access to the kingdom of heaven. This, my friend, is why the Father does not address your sins past and your sins present in the same manner. It's because you now have the power to resist the temptations that cause you to sin prior to your spiritual rebirth. And the Father expects you to resist them as a show of your love for him, for the word of truth confirms we cannot say we love him if we are not guarding his commands. And we know the commands we've been given regarding sin, and we know the wages and the sting of death. Therefore, we should take care and watch how we are guarding our temple upon receiving the spirit of Elohim. For as divine remission is not immediately applied to our sins present, we understand forgiveness is, in effect, a conditional process. Now, our next section is entitled, Outside of the Body. For this cause, you must appreciate the aftermath of any occasion of sin for what it is. That is, an adjudication period determined if the Father will continue to invest his spirit in you, allowing you to lawfully resume your quest. We know this because the word of truth confirms that every sin occurs outside of the invisible body of Yahushua Messiah. For this progressive spiritual body is traveling the way of holiness, and those committing sin regardless of their spiritual experience, cannot travel or remain on this path, for they are unclean. Receive the word of truth. 1 Corinthians 6, 15-16 reads, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Messiah? Shall I then take the members of Messiah and make them members of a whore? Let it not be. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a whore is one body? For he says, the two shall become one flesh. And he who is joined to the master is one spirit. Flee whoring. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits whoring sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the dwelling place of the set-apart spirit who is in you, which you have from Elohim, and you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore, esteem Elohim in your body and in your spirit, which are of Elohim. Isaiah 35, 8 reads, And a highway shall be there, and the way and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean does not pass over it, but it is for those who follow the path and no fools err on it. 
here lies the problem, namely for those who sin willfully after receiving the Holy Spirit. That is, the way of holiness and the invisible body of Yahushua Messiah do not have a revolving door policy. In essence, you cannot come in and out as you please due to your predilection to sin. Attempting to operate on these backwards terms is more deadly than you might think. I'll show you why in tomorrow's podcast, but for now, appreciate the way of holiness for what it is. And do not deceive yourself into believing that you are secure on this blessed path while committing both regular and random acts of sin. Now, here is the final word. As you can clearly see, it's all and always about sin, even when it's not. And this speaks to a truth I shared in the sin series. That is, sin is at the center of the theological universe. And thus, everything I'll be sharing with you from this point in the quest for holiness will revolve around the Father's will for you to make an end of sin in your life so you can have eternal life. No doubt, this is impossible if you do not follow the guidelines of repentance and achieve full remission of your sins. Therefore, we will continue this line of thought in this series. For, as you can clearly see, the assaults against repentance are great, and we must combat these assaults with truth. Now, here is the assignment for today. In your prayers, meditate on the word of truth you have heard in this podcast and share it with anyone the Spirit leads you to share it with. Remember, every occasion of sin is outside of the way of holiness. Thus, if you know any honest believers who are in this situation, you need to warn them. You need to steer them toward the truth. How they respond is between them and Elohim. Thus, you don't have to overconcern yourself about that matter, but you should pray for them as you are led by the Spirit. Then again, be concerned about the command we have been given to warn those who are straying concerning the error of their way. Do be concerned about that. Ezekiel 3.18 reads, When I say to the wrong, you shall certainly die, and you have not warned him, nor spoken to warn the wrong from his wrong way to save his life, that same wrong man shall die in his crookedness, and his blood I require at your hand. My dear friends, do not allow the blood of those straying be required at your hand. All you have to do is share the truth you have freely received and pray for those who are in need. If this is not something you have been doing, I call upon you to repent, to turn, to amend your way, and you will be received.
Now, here is what's next in this series. We can see today's podcast, Are You Essentially Admitted? And tomorrow's podcast is entitled, When We Fail to Repent. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.